0: Hello, I'm Hicks. And I'm Hobbs. Welcome to the Double, Bread, to Hockey Double Bread
1: Hockey Podcast. All right, right off the hop here, we want to mention something just happened today. Doc Emmerich, NBC Play by Play announcer, announces his retirement after 47 years of Play by Play announcing. Uh, he worked 3,750 games over that time. Just an absolutely amazing career. What a legend. Yeah, kind of glad that they got rid of him uh, from the NHL games, but uh, still an absolute legend. Wishing the best in his retirement. Definitely. All right, now of that's it of the way. Uh, some players have already signed their entry-level contracts from this year's draft. We have Zane Misdom. We signed the signs in Philadelphia, three years by 825,000. Tyson Forrester, also with Philadelphia, their first-round pick, three years by 925,000. Jake Neighbors signs with St. Louis, three years, $897,000. Wise Blatt signs with San Jose, three years, 897000 And then the top two picks of the draft have also signed. Quinton Byfield signs with L.A. for three years, 925000 uh, Sorry, which is the maximum entry-level contract. Uh, but he also has a bonus-leading deal with $2.65 million in bonuses built in along uh, with Alexi Lafreniere signs with New York, three years, $925,000, and he has 2.85 million bonuses built in. Hobbs, any
0: thoughts? Well, the top two picks of the draft have signed their ELCs, max ELC contracts, which is no surprise. Uh, Tim That's Stutzel has cool. not yet signed an ELC, but maybe because he's injured with a broken hand. And Dave um, Wisdom brought- is the only one of these six... That is not a first-round pick that has signed an ELC.
1: That is worth noting. Uh, does Quentin Byfield make the LA Kings next year?
0: Um, I think they'll give him a shot in training camp, but I think probably not. I don't expect LA to be very good, and they still have a bunch of prospects in the system, so if you bring them all up at once, then it's uh, it could be difficult <laughs> with all the young guys.
1: Yeah expect Blackfield to be in Europe or in the juniors next season.
0: I do expect them to have a major role on the Team Canada World Junior team, though, unlike last year. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so next we're going to move into some trades that happened from, well, since the draft, and the first one we're going to talk about is Vegas traded Nate Schmidt to Vancouver for a 2022 third. This is interesting as it clears up cap space for Vegas, which You'll see why they cleared it up later on.
1: Yeah, uh, Vancouver taking in a lot of cap space and adding a defenseman after not acquiring Oliver ekman Larson. Yes. Uh, speaking of defenseman, Devin Taves, RFA for the New York Islanders. Not anymore. He's traded to Colorado for a 2021 or and a 2022 second-round pick.
0: Yeah, the Islanders just clearing cap space because they have yeah. other RFAs that were more important to them which we'll talk about in just a moment. Also clearing cast face is the Toronto Maple Leafs, shipping Andreas Janssen to the New Jersey Devils for Joey Anderson.
1: Yeah, RFA for RFA here again.
0: Uh, Janssen isn't an RFA.
1: Angry, but it is
0: what it is. Except Janssen's not really an RFA. He's locked up for the next, like, four oh, he's years. Oh, yeah.
1: My bad. Uh, okay, so... Nikita Zadarov, his signing rights, and he did re-sign. Uh, but he's traded to Chicago along with Anton Lindholm uh, for Brandon Saad with $1 million retained and Dennis Gobert.
0: It's interesting. I guess Colorado wants more forwards and they don't need Zadorov now that they have Devontae's, I guess. Yeah,
1: I don't really love it for Chicago, though. I think Brandon Saad is still a really good player and just doesn't make a whole lot of sense on Chicago side things for me.
0: Yeah, I don't really like it for Chicago either. And from what I believe I saw recently, some of the Chicago players weren't too happy with it either.
1: No, after already trading Panarin to get Sod back on the team for team chemistry.
0: Yes, and now Sod's gone too. So, yeah. yeah. Pierre Dorian making more trades. Um, Austin Watson from Nashville to Ottawa for a twenty twenty one. Fourth round pick. I guess it just adds grit on the fourth line, and that's about it. Actually, yeah, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning he <laughs> did play under D J Smith and Junior, so maybe that's why.
1: Adds a little bit of debt to the team, as you said. The guy that T J Smith is familiar with, and they're probably not going to get a better player in the fourth round. Maybe, but probably not. Uh, Paul Sny. I uh, guess traded to. Winnipeg from the Vegas Golden Knights for Carl Dahlstrom and a conditional fourth. Uh, the fourth is conditional upon his boss playing five games with the Jets in the 2021 NHL season.
0: Yeah, this is just protecting the Jets in case the season gets cancelled due to COVID, I think.
1: Yeah, because they don't want to give off that fourth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, Winnipeg got a steal it here just so LA, or sorry, Vegas could clear some salary.
0: For a move, which we'll talk about later. Don't go away. Um, Ryan Murray was shipped from Columbus to New Jersey for a 2021 fifth-round pick. This is just Columbus clearing salary cap, I think, and poor old Ryan Murray can't seem to stay healthy. And Columbus shipped him off.
1: Yeah, New Jersey keep, uh, keeping up with the trend of getting guys on the cheap. Uh, didn't really work out for them last year. We'll see how it works out for them this year. Columbus looked like they were poised to make a big run in pre agency, but uh, we'll talk about later, I guess, that they didn't really make that happen. And uh, lastly, uh, Ottawa making another decision, uh, another acquisition here, bringing in Erica Branson from the Anaheim Ducks for a 2021 fifth.
0: I mean, my question is, why would you just not go get Ryan Murray instead of Erica Branson? But, I mean, he's not as bad as people seem to think he is. He'll probably play with Shabbat. Oh, boy. Well, let's hope he tries to make the $4 million worth it. So next, we'll talk about some notable re-signings. Uh, The Rangers re-signed defenseman Anthony D'Angelo to a two-year contract with an average annual value of $4.8 million. Um, He's a pure offensive defenseman. And a bridge deal. I guess he wanted long-term, I think. The Rangers didn't want to go long-term, so they settled on a bridge, and we'll see what happens in a couple years.
1: Yeah, fine contract. New York Rangers again signed Alexander Georgiev. I think that's how you say his name. I think so, uh, yeah. Name, I'm sure. Two years at 2425, uh, locking up Igor back backup after you're buying out Henry Lundqvist.
0: Yeah, this seems like a pretty fair deal to me. Okay, probably the biggest re-signing on this list is the Montreal Canadiens re-signing forward Brandon Gallagher to a six-year... Contract with an AAB of 6.5 million. There were talks Retox the, Ritoxta, the Ritoxta yeah, contract stall or contract talks have stalled, but then the next day, Bruce comes out and announces that Gallagher has been re signed. So that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good contract for Montreal. Brendan Gallagher brings a lot to the table in the locker room and on the ice. He's a very good player. His advanced stats are amazing.
0: He's very annoying to play against. I hate watching. I hate
1: Oh, you've probably
0: watched Oh, yeah. Of course. Like no, just watching.
1: Colorado signs. Ryan Gray is to a three year three point one six seven million dollar deal. Uh solid young defenseman. Uh just a good short term contract.
0: How many defensemen do they have? I swear they have like ten NHL caliber defensemen now. Yeah,
1: Colorado defense is stack. Colorado is a stack team overall. They should win a couple in a few years.
0: Definitely. Uh, Dallas re-signed forward Radic Faxa to a five-year contract with an AAV of $3.25 million. Uh, this is pretty fair, I think. Faxa's a pretty solid player. Three point two five seems fair to me.
1: Fair price. A little bit of a uh, term on there, though.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But I think it shouldn't hurt them.
1: Minnesota re-signs my boy, I have a personal collection of his hockey cards, Jordan Greenway, to a bridge deal of two years at 2.1. I um, wanted the Pittsburgh Penguins to select him uh, a few years ago when they selected Daniel Sprung in the second round. They didn't. He went to Minnesota instead, and I still love him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's your boy. So Sharks signed their big RFA in Kevin LeBanc to a four-year contract with an AAV of $4.725 million. The bank took a one by one last year and it worked out for him as he now gets paid close to five mil for the next four years. A solid deal for both him and the Sharks.
1: Yeah, I think this deal was agreed upon uh, when the one by one was even signed. I think that the bank was going to give them a discount for one year and then he was going to get paid the following year. And it's good on the Sharks to uh, pay up even after he had that year. Uh, following the bank, uh, Damy Kublik, a big rookie, uh, just had his rookie season for Chicago. Two years, 3.7. Uh, after all he showed in the playoffs, this is a steal on a bridge deal. If he continues to play like that, he should get a seven million dollar contract next or after this one.
0: Absolutely. And the final one we're going to talk about here is Boston re signed defenseman Matt Grizzlick to a four year contract with an AAB of $3.687 million. Grizzlick looks primed to take over the top power play spot, as uh, it doesn't seem like Tory Krug will be returning to Boston. We'll discuss him later.
1: Yeah, Grizzlick, very underrated defenseman. He's uh, really growing on a lot of people lately.
0: It certainly is.
1: Some notable uh, signings for guys who have made it to free agency. First off, we got Justin Schultz signs a two-year by four-million-dollar deal with the Washington Capitals. Former Penguin, uh, he got some bad press. Or not bad press, but he got ripped in the media by uh, Jim Rutherford. And now uh, he's a Washington Capitol, so he signed with the Rivals.
0: This should, he's, should make it interesting, that's for sure. Uh, Calgary, defenseman signing. Uh, Chris Tanev coming over from Vancouver to a big four-year contract with an AAV of four point five million dollars. Tanev, right shot defenseman, should slot in in their top four. I think it's pretty solid. Probably a tad too high on money and maybe term too, but should be awful.
1: Yeah, a little bit too long, but. Uh... I guess they might buy him out in the last year. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin Chat and Kirk uh, bought out two years ago by the New York Rangers. Signs with Tampa Bay Lightning out of one year, really cheap contract, and he gets paid this year by the Anaheim Ducks on a three-year, three-point-nine million dollar contract. Uh, I like it for Anaheim. They're good. Uh, they're a young team, and they need some guys who are going to mentor. And Kevin Chat and Kirk can do that for them.
0: Yeah, I like it for the Ducks as well. Maybe he'll be around when Drysdale comes up. Who knows?
1: I would say he will be.
0: Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs finally signed a defenseman. Uh, They signed TJ Brody to a four-year contract with an AAV of $5 million. I hate to say it, but I like this signing. I think Brody is a solid defenseman, and he should help out the Leafs well which probably explains the previous signing of why Calgary went after Chris after losing T.J. Brody to the Leafs.
1: Yeah, I also like this for the Leafs. I think this is the right defenseman for them to go after. It's not too expensive. It's a contract. Uh, Toronto, again, signed Wayne Simmons to a one-year, $1.5 million contract. Apparently, he was offered more by the Montreal Canadiens, but he took less to go home to Toronto, as most people tend to do. Unless your name is John Tavaro. No, no, he took less, too. He took less,
0: too, yeah. Uh longtime Wild Captain Miko Koivu is no longer with the Minnesota Wild. Instead he signed a one year contract with an AAV of one point five million with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Really weaponizing the cap space they uh, cleared up by trading Ryan Murray and signing Miko Koivu. He was a still a solid, like player, but not one of the big guys they were targeting
1: certainly a fine fourth liner I thought the Bengals were going to pick him up I wouldn't have been mad if they did um yeah fine contract Miku is coming up to the end of his career I wouldn't say it'd be surprised if he retired after this season uh fairly big signing here Tyson Berry signs a one year deal for 3.75 million dollars with the Edmonton Oilers Berry coming off a poor season with the Leafs was hoping for a better contract and he obviously took a one year prove it deal with the uh Oilers to try and bounce back and get a bigger contract next season.
0: Okay, he's not on our list, but I'm going to mention the Oilers also signed uh, Kyle Terrace after being bought out by oh, Nashville, well. which I really like that spot for Terrace. Senator's legend and all. It should fit yeah, in a on great, the third line.
1: Yeah, great third line center there for Edmonton. him awesome to do some things with Nuge and Drysaddle and McDavid.
0: For sure. Uh, Mark Bergevin does it again and signs Tyler Toffoli to a four-year contract worth $4.25 million on average. Uh, again, I hate to say it, but I like this signing. I was hoping Ottawa was going to target Toffoli, but they didn't, and he signed with Montreal, of course.
1: Yeah, a lot of rumors for Taylor Hall to Montreal. Uh first round go a little bit cheaper with Tyler Foley. still gets the guy who put the puck in the net. Solid contract. I really like it for Montreal. Absolutely. Uh, Patrick Marleau, solid vet. Uh, he's coming up on the most games played ever by an NHL player, and if he plays a full season this year with the San Jose Sharks on a one-year $700,000 deal, uh, he should pass uh, Gordie Howell for the most games played of any player all time.
0: Needs 45 games to do it.
1: Yeah, it's really impressive.
0: It's going to be a hard record to break. Absolutely. Um, Senators legend Cody Cece signs a one year by $1.25 million contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, I know you're thrilled about this because Cody Cece is Cody Cece.
1: Yeah, after just buying out Jack Johnson to get another Jack Johnson X guy. Jim Rutherford really believes in overpaying guys that need a revitalization in their career.
0: $1.25 on overpay for Cody Cc, according to Hicks. Mark it down, folks.
1: Absolutely. should be a minimum deal. $700,000. Uh, Joel Thornton uh, just mentioned Patrick Marlowe resigning with the Sharks. Joel Thornton, many people thought he would resign with the Sharks. Instead, he signs in Europe no I'm kidding he signed with the Toronto well I'm not kidding he did sign in Europe but until the NHL season uh, he signs a one year deal for $700,000 with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, a Thornton quote said I believe that this is a I need to win a Stanley Cup and I believe this is a team that can do it
0: have you been watching the Leafs the past couple years they can't make it out of the first round
1: I guess uh, Thornton is the missing piece. I don't really understand the signing. They already have Jason Spezza, uh, basically the same guy, unless they're going to play on 41 games each. I really don't know if he's going to slot in somewhere on that bottom six. He's I a great think, locker room guy, though.
0: I think he's going to slide in on the third line, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Alex Kerfoot get moved, as the Leafs still need to clear up some cal- uh, salary cap for some RFAs that we'll mention later. And finally, uh the previously mentioned Jack Johnson bought out by the Penguins and signs a one year deal worth $1.15 million with the New York Rangers. Rangers loading up the defense in front of Shestergan, Johnson, D'Angelo, Truba, Fox. I don't think he belongs in that category.
1: Yeah. Uh... Another guy kind of needs to try and revitalize his career. I don't think he's going to do it. I think this is his last chance, and then he's head of the NHL.
0: It's certainly possible. Maybe he'll revitalize it with the Rangers. Who knows?
1: We'll have to
0: wait and see. All right, so next we're going to move on to free agent goalies that have signed. We gave them their own section because there's just so many of them. Uh, the first one is longtime New York Ranger Henrik Lundqvist signs a one-year deal worth $1.5 million with the Washington Capitals. This was rumored for days and days before it was officially signed. Lundqvist is going to Washington, hoping to win a cup, and he's going to mentor Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, I, think
1: I really like it. It's a good deal. Um, find backup for Washington and Club. He still can't play in the NHL, it's just the Rangers goaltending was too crowded and he was on way too expensive of a contract. Uh, Cam Talbot, former Edmonton Oiler, signs with the Minnesota Wild on a three-year $3.67 million deal replacing Devin Dubnik, who was traded to the uh, San Jose Sharks.
0: Yeah, I think it might be a tad expensive, but Talbot did prove he could still play with Calgary in the playoffs and stuff. So
1: He had a good season with Calgary. I think uh, it's a fine fine contract. He can start or back up if they try to bring in someone else later.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Anton Hedobin, the Dallas Stars legend for their improbable run to the Stanley Cup, which ultimately fell short against the powerhouse Lightning. Uh, resigns in Dallas with a three-year contract worth $3.3 million on average. Definitely gets a pay raise, and the first contract of his career that is longer than two years. What a story. I like that fact. Uh,
1: Yeah, he's a guy who now could be 1B next to Ben Bishop, or 1A if Ben Bishop stays injured.
0: Yes, 1A Uh, or 1B, he certainly proved it.
1: The top goaltender on the market signs in Calgary after a lot of rumors of a lot of places that he could be going on a six-year, $6 million per deal, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Calgary gets their, uh, gets their starter. and I really like it. I think it's he's a great fit. Uh, a lot of rumors he was going to go to the other Alberta team in Edmonton would have also been a great fit. I think he would have been a great fit most places he went. I just really like it. I'm a big fan of Jacob Markstrom.
0: Yeah, and Vancouver wasted little time replacing Jacob Markstrom. Actually, I think they signed him before Markstrom signed with Calgary to signal yeah. the yep. end of Markstrom in Vancouver. When they signed a uh, former Washington Capital, Braden Holtby, to a two-year contract worth four point three million dollars on average, I think it's certainly a fair deal. It, Holtby can help mentor Demko, and then they can even expose him in the expansion draft to Seattle if they want. If Demko proves enough to be protected
1: yeah I would say Holtby will be the uh, Seattle Kraken starting goaltender next season not next season, sorry the season after 2022 um, yeah it's fine contract, I expect Holtby to get overpaid a bit more but I think it's a fair deal, he's trending downward once the best goaltender in the NHL in my opinion for about a year but uh, yeah, Corey Crawford a uh, former Chicago Blackhawk, signs in New Jersey for two years, $3.9 million. I was never a big fan of Corey Crawford. Fine goaltender to pair with Mackenzie uh, Blackwood.
0: Yeah, I think it's a fair signing. Long-time Chicago Blackhawk. Uh, yeah, short-term deal. It's fine. Detroit Red, Wing. Detroit Red Wings replace Jimmy Howard with Thomas Grice as he signs a two-year contract worth $3.6 million on average. I think it's certainly a fair deal. Detroit gets their number one to pair with Jonathan Bernier for a couple years until Jan Bednar is ready, I guess. He's their top goalie prospect right now.
1: Yeah, certainly an upgrade over uh, Jimmy Howard. Rib great goaltender in his time. Um, Yeah, it's a fine deal. He's a good fit in Detroit, in my opinion. Detroit really likes guys from... uh, Europe. Yeah, I uh, think. Mike it's... Smith. Oh, sorry. You go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think it's a fair contract for Detroit.
1: Mike Smith resigns with the Edmonton Oilers for one year, one point five million dollars. Uh, Edmonton was looking to make a splash, get a one uh, A goaltender to play with Mikko Koskinen. Uh, as Mikko Koskinen is not a very athletic goaltender. He just kind of gets in the way. I think that he's big. Mike Smith, they tried to let him start in the uh, qualifying round, playing round, whatever you want to call it. That didn't work out. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that they brought him back. I think there were better options than Mike Smith available.
0: Mike Smith, goalie goal, though. Like, come on now.
1: Yeah, that was like 10 years ago.
0: Go over. <laughs> uh, this signing confused me, personally, because now it creates, in my opinion, a logjam in the crease. But Arendelle signed with the Leafs for one year, $800,000. So Arendelle is likely going to battle with Jack Campbell for the backup role, and I guess the loser will start in the AHL, provided there's an AHL season, as the backup to Freddie Anderson. Unless Dubas has something up his sleeve that nobody knows about.
1: Yeah, I agree. It does make a uh, little bit of a jam increase, but on a contract like that, you can never have too many guys. And Dell's a fun goaltender. I'm surprised he went to Toronto, actually, because of that logjam. I think he should have uh, waited out and seen if he got some more offers to be a backup somewhere else.
0: Yeah, certainly. I would agree with that.
1: All right, so now we're going to talk about the uh, star signings of free agency. Uh, the moment that all three of our fans have been waiting for. Uh. First off, Taylor Hall signs a one-year deal for $8 million with the Buffalo Sabres. Taylor, a lot of people were confused or mad or just didn't know what to think about this contract. I absolutely love it. Uh, Taylor Hall is going to rack up the points next season on the first line, all first lines, next to uh, Jack Eichel. And at the deadline, if there's a season, he's going to get to pick where he wants to go because he has trade protection. I think it's an absolutely amazing uh, deal for both sides. It gives Jack Eichel a reason to stay in Buffalo. Is I just love it.
0: I was really surprised that he chose Buffalo of all destinations. But, you know, just to build a stock next to Eichel, I mean, probably one of the best-case scenarios out there for him. So.
1: Yeah, I think he would have had to take a uh, fairly significant pay cut to go anywhere else. I know it's not all about money for him. He does want to win cups, and which is an actual quote from him, which is why it's surprising that he signed in Buffalo. But like I said, at the end of the season, I think, or at the trade deadline, he can go wherever he wants. As long as someone's willing to pay for him.
0: Bold prediction. After this contract, Hall stays in Buffalo because he likes playing with Eichel so much. Mm, I can actually see it. All right. Next signing. Uh, we mentioned in the re signings that uh, Matt Grizzlick was going to take over the number one power play spot in Boston in my opinion and that's because Tory Krug signed a seven year deal worth an AAV of 6.5 million with the St. Louis Blues I was uh, I was surprised by this one when it was announced because well Petrangelo was still a free agent at the time and I guess this signaled the end of the Blues captain going back to St. Louis I think
1: it was a smart move by st louis i don't think you should ever target the top going for agency i think you should normally target the second best guy at each position and uh, this year that was tory krug under alexander petrangelo uh st louis got tory krug on a really good deal in my opinion i think his deal could have easily been over seven million dollars they paid six and a half long term he's going to be there for all seven years i would say unless they trade him near the It's a great deal for uh, St. Louis picking up for a defenseman. Speaking of star defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, Alex Petrangelo. No uh, no longer a blue, he is now a Vegas Golden Knight, uh, signing a seven year, $8.8 million deal. Um, Kevin Krimmon managed to clear the cap space for the Vegas Golden Knights because they didn't have any uh, by trading Paul Stastny and H. Schmidt, as we mentioned before. he said that there's only so many of these guys ever available in pre-agency top uh, defensemen like this. It just doesn't happen very often, and when they're available, you got to try and sign them. And that's just what he you does.
0: Know. Yeah, I like it for Vegas and He gets to go play with one of my personal favorite defensemen in Shea Theodore. Absolute beauty.
1: Yeah, he's done a wonderful job building that team, and... Uh, I could see Vegas competing for a long, long
0: time. Certainly. Okay, the Taylor Hall signing was surprising, but I think this one was even more surprising. The Ottawa Senators, Eugene Milnick, spending money. Yes, you heard it right. Eugene Milnick, spending money, and signing the top right-winger on the market in Evgeny Dadanov to a three-year contract with an AAB of $5 million. I absolutely love this signing. Dadanov can slot in on Ottawa's top line with Brady Kachuk and likely Chris Tierney and should be able to mentor the kids, and it's going to work out perfectly. I love it. Can't wait. Yeah,
1: I also really like it. I think it's a little bit strange, but, you know, if they're going to commit to winning, you got to sign guys to do it, and... Uh, and Adonov's a guy who can put the puck in the net, and let's hope that, you know, Chris Tierney, Brady Chris Chuck, can feed him the puck, and that bucks pucks do go in the net, and that Ottawa starts to see a little bit of a rise on their uh, standings.
0: The best part is that Dadonov had other options, and he chose Ottawa. That doesn't happen very often. So, like, no, things are looking... No,
1: guys lo- don't go to Canada. Definitely not to the dumpster fire that the Ottawa Senators are. Sorry, Hobbs.
0: Things are looking up now. Dadnov, this little... Kachuk, Shabbat. I'd also like to mention that goaltending prospect Joey Decord signed a three-year contract. I don't know the exact details right now, but he's locked up uh, the first two years for a two-way contract, and the third is a one-way. So I guess we're hoping by year three that he uh, becomes Matt Murray's backup and maybe takes the starting role. Who knows?
1: Yeah, sorry. We forgot about that one under ELCs, but we'll throw it in here now. Yeah. Um... I think it's really strange that they signed him to that one yet one way at the third year. Uh, I, with a goaltender, you can never hope for anything. I don't think, especially not one who's not proven.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But banking on him to be tandem with Murray down the line, I personally like it. All right. So now we're going to talk about notable unsigned UFAs that have yet to sign a contract. Um, so. The top UFA is still available. This is just going to be a quick rundown of who's still available, not anything in-depth of where we think we're, they're going to go. It's just we'll discuss it when they sign in future episodes. But for now, it's just who's still available out on the market. Uh, Michael Granlund, Mike Hoffman, Sammy Vatinen, Alex Galchenyuk, Andreas Athanasiou, Eric Haula, Big Z Zidane Ochara, Anthony Duclair, uh, Corey Perry, Dominic Cahoon, Travis Hamnick, and Ilya Kovalchuk are the top free agents available, in my opinion. Any thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I think you hit nail on the head there. I think those are the top guys. Ilya Kovalchuk will be a to draw Canadian. Um, other than that, I have no idea where anyone else could go.
0: Fair enough. Kovalchuk to the Habs is Hicks's prediction. We'll see if it comes true. All right,
1: and the same thing that uh, we did there for the UFAs. We'll go with the RFAs. And we have these kind of group by teams, but not really. So we have Sam Reinhardt, Victor Olofson, Tyler Bertuzzi, Anthony Mantha, Connor Brown, Chris Tierney, Mackenzie Wieger, Ryan Strom, Ilya Mikiev, uh Travis Darmot, Luke Koonen Ethan Baer, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Jake Dabrowski, Matt Barzell, Ryan Julak. Uh, Rube Hints, Vince Dunn, Devin Taves, Mackenzie Blackwood, and then we have three guys for the Tampa Bay Lightning, which we are going to talk a little bit more in depth about. Anthony Cirelli, Eric Chernak, and Mikhail Sergachev. Tampa Bay has zero cast base. They tried to make cast base by uh, getting rid of Tyler Johnson. They tried to trade him. They put him on uh, waivers and he cleared. They're really looking like targets for an offer sheet. surprised that there hasn't been one yet, but the issue is 92% of the league's cap space is used. Oh, there's very few teams who can submit a offer sheet.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, Ottawa can probably try and snag all three and still have money available because they're still under the floor, but they're not going to do that, I don't think. Unless Dorian surprises yeah, well, everyone.
1: You know, it still cost assets. Uh, is a notable thing to mention about the RFA's. Is,
0: it will know, cost assets: first round picks, second round picks, unless they trade for them.
1: Uh, even then, it's still going to be. It's still going to cost assets. assets.
0: Well, I of
1: course they don't want to. Everyone wants Tampa to be in a rough spot because they just won the Stanley oh
0: Yeah, they I, I don't to think. Have to dismantle their team. I don't think teams want to help Tampa out whatsoever.
1: Absolutely not. I feel like, you know, Tyler Johnson could have gotten traded if teams did want to help them. But why would they?
0: He certainly could have got claimed, too. That was kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean,
1: for you guy I really thought that they put him on waivers to uh, trade him to someone that wasn't on his team list, and he submitted a team list twice, uh, one limited and one expanded, but they still haven't managed to move him, and they, you know, the season is just around the corner of this offseason isn't long. I don't know what they're going to do. I
0: don't know. It's certainly going to be an interesting story to watch.
1: All right. I think that just about wraps it up for today. We'll see you next week, and we'll give you another rundown on all the uh, happenings in the week for the NHL. Uh, If there's not a whole lot that happens, I'm sure we'll come up with something to discuss. And I think that's just about it. Uh, You got anything else to add there, Hobbs?
0: Yeah, well, same as last week, you know, plug in the social medias. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at dbhockeypodcast and send any questions to Podcast at gmail.com.
1: All right, sounds good. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week.
0: All right, thanks for listening.